We wrap up this section with an exercise that will bring us back to the beginning. The graph of y equals e to the x. Graph on your calculator the three following functions, and make sure you watch as your calculator graphs them, because you want to keep track of which is which. y equals 2 to the x, y equals 3 to the x, and y equals e to the x. Now, remember, you show 2 to the x just by 2 to the power of put the variable in the exponent. Same with 3 to the x. e to the x, however, remember, that's your green diamond key. Green diamond x, enter. Actually, you don't have to hit enter. Green diamond x will give you e to the power of parentheses. You put in x and close the parentheses. So put these in as your y1, y2, or y3, or whatever y's you're up to right now. Do a zoom standard. That's good enough for now. And then we'll fix up the, the window after. But watch what graphs first, second, and third. Then fix up the window so it's easier to see what's going on. There's going to be a lot of the window from a zoom standard that you don't need. So take a minute, 2 to the x, 3 to the x, e to the x. Graph them on your calculator and then come back. Did you get the graphs? I sketched them here, but not nearly as accurately as your calculator does. My scale's pretty big, and notice I threw away most of the stuff under the x-axis because the graph never gets down there, does it? These exponential functions, unless you multiply them by a negative number, they're going to stay above the x-axis. So we have, going through the y-axis here, the point zero, 0,1. All three graphs should have gone through there. The bottom graph is the one with the smallest base, isn't it? So that should be the 2 to the x. The top graph is the one with the largest base, so that should be the 3 to the x, because now we've learned in this section that e is a number, it's a constant, approximately equal to 2.718, and then it goes on forever, just like pi does. It's another transcendental number. We'll never know all the place, places of, pi, of e or pi, but uh, we can at least know that it's approximately equal to 2.718. So that means it's going to be closer to the graph of 3 to the x than it is of 2 to the x. And uh, before we go any further to wrap this up, I want you to think about the limit as x goes to negative infinity of e to the x. What's the limit as x goes to negative infinity of e to the x? It's actually the same as the limit as x goes to negative infinity of 2 to the x and of 3 to the x and of any base to the x as long as the base is greater than what value? If the base is greater than 1, then the graph is going to come up from the left and go up on the right. So as x goes to negative infinity, these graphs are going to hug the x-axis. And so the limit as x goes to negative infinity of all these functions, but also of e to the x, is 0. I need to write this in again. What's the limit as x goes to positive infinity of e to the x? Usually looking at the graph is the easiest way to tell. But also you can think about e to the x. Remember that the thing about e is it's the exponential number, right? It's a natural base, we call it, because it comes up so much in nature. We discovered it We're using the interest, the compound interest. But there are actually a lot of applications to this base e. So we call it the natural base. And e also is easy to remember because it's so often used in an exponential function being raised to the x power. So e to the x grows exponentially, doesn't it? It gets really big as x gets bigger. So as x goes to infinity, you have 
a number to the infinity power, and that number is greater than 1. So just like 2 to the x and 3 to the x, the limit as x goes to infinity of e to the x is also positive infinity. So you can see as it goes up, the limit as x goes to infinity of e to the x is positive infinity. We can summarize a few things about y equals e to the x. We can look at its domain, its range, its y-intercept, and its horizontal asymptote. Now, the domain, you can read from the graph, or you can also think about it. e to the x. Is there any real number that we can't put in an exponent on e? e to any power is well-defined, right? It's, it's a real number. So the domain for this exponential function e to the x is negative infinity to infinity. All real numbers can be exponents on e. The range, if you look at the graph, you can see the graph never even quite touches the x-axis. You can also think about the fact that you've got a number greater than 1 to a power that couldn't possibly ever equal 0, nor can it ever be negative, unless you multiply it out front by a negative number. So the range is 0 up to infinity. Remember, it's the y values. The y values are very, very close to 0. As x goes to negative infinity, they get even closer, right? But they never quite touch the x-axis, so the y values are never quite 0. Then they get bigger and bigger and bigger, and they go up to infinity. So the range is 0 to infinity, just like the range of 2 to the x, 3 to the x, 10 to the x, 1.1 to the x, any base greater than 1. Actually, the range of, of any base to the x, as long as it's just positive b to the x, the range and the domain are negative infinity to infinity and 0 to infinity. The y-intercept, if it's just e to the x, when x is 0, y is 1, just like the other ones. And horizontal asymptote, there's a horizontal asymptote on one side of the graph, and that's the x-axis, otherwise known as the line y equals 0, because you haven't gone up or down any, so y is 0. So this is the graph of e to the x and how it relates to 2 to the x and 3 to the x. Now, we could also talk about e to the negative x, couldn't we, and negative e to the x. So let's just look at that briefly. y equals e to the negative x. What is that function, and what does it look like on a graph? y equals e to the negative x. Would it help if we wrote it as e to the negative 1 to the x power? Or do you like working with that idea of putting a negative in front of the x flips the graph over on the y-axis? Either one will work. So we have e to the negative 1 to the x power. So that's 1 over e to the x power. So 1 over e to the x power. When x is 0, y is still 1. So it still goes through the same y-intercept of 0, 1. But this time, as x gets bigger, y gets smaller, doesn't it? When x is 1, y is 1 over e. e is some number between 2 and 3 closer to 3. So 1 over e is close to 1 third. So 1 third is less than 1. So we're going down. When x is 2, we have 1 over e squared, which is le- it's actually bigger than 1 ninth because e squared is less than 9. But still, it's 
getting smaller. The y values are getting smaller as x goes to infinity here. And on the other side, if x is negative 1, then we have 1 over e to the negative 1. That takes us back up to e again, doesn't it? It undoes the negative that was on the exponent before. So we have a negative of a negative 1 is a positive 1. So we have e to the first power. Or you could look at it as the fraction being flipped over again. Well, the fraction being flipped over, e's being flipped over again. So now we jump up, when x is negative 1, we jump up to e, which is almost 3, right? Approximately 2.718. So when x is negative 1, y is approximately 2.718, or you could even just mark e on the y-axis. That's something that we're going to be using more and more. We're going to actually be putting e and e squared onto our axes rather than doing approximations. So we have this graph y equals e to the negative x. And remember I said there are two ways to think about it. You can think of it as 1 over e to the x, 1 over e to the x, or you can think about it as the reflection of e to the x in the y-axis. Very quickly, what's the graph of negative e to the x? Let me erase this. y equals negative e to the x. That's taking e to the x and multiplying it by a negative 1. Just like any other graph, multiplying by negative flips the graph over in the x-axis. So e to the x is this dotted red graph. And we're going to flip it over on the x-axis. So what was the point zero, 0,1 is now the point zero, negative 1, which also makes sense if you look at the formula. When x is 0, e to the 0 is 1. You have negative 1, so we're down here. Flips the whole graph over, so it goes down on the right and up to 0 on the left. So it's a reflection in the x-axis of the original graph, e to the negative x. And we could also do negative e to the negative x, just like we did negative square root negative x. Negative e to the negative x is e to the negative x flipped over on the x-axis. So negative e to the negative x is not equivalent to e to the x, like a lot of people think, because they see the two negatives, they think they should be able to cancel. But you're taking the opposite of e to the negative x. So you take that e to the negative x, you flip it over in the x-axis, and our graphs are going to get pretty messy here. And it looks like this dotted line going down like that. So definitely makes a nice symmetrical picture, which we mathematicians like. But hopefully you can see that the relationship between the formula and the graph. Now each of these has the same horizontal asymptote, doesn't it? Every single one of these four graphs has the same horizontal asymptote of y equals 0. But their limits at infinity or negative infinity are actually different. For example, what's the limit as x goes to negative infinity of negative e to the negative x? The limit as x goes to negative infinity means going to the left. 
And negative e to the negative x is this dotted graph that's going down as you go to the left. So as x goes to negative infinity, the y values on this graph are going to negative infinity as well. So that's the limit, negative infinity. However, if I asked for the limit as x went to positive infinity, what would that be of the same graph? The limit as x x goes to positive infinity, negative e to the negative x. Then you look at the graph going to the right, and the limit in that case would be 0, wouldn't it? So you have to pay attention to which direction the graph is going and which direction your x values are going. You don't want to just automatically assume that if you've got x going to infinity or negative infinity, that your answer is either 0 or infinity. You want to look at each graph and each formula independently of each other. So now let's wrap everything up and finally answer that question about what is the graph of pi to the x and how does it relate to e to the x, 2 to the x, and 3 to the x? Now that we've put in over here our e to the x, we know that the bottom graph was 2 to the x, the next one was e to the x, the one above that was 3 to the x, and therefore the last graph that would have been on your diagram, check your notes from the beginning of the section, and if you didn't watch that video, shame on you, you're going to have to go back and watch it, I'm not going to do it all for you again. We have pi to the x above 3 to the x, because pi is slightly bigger than 3. So, let me write this in. Pi is slightly bigger than 3, so pi to the x is slightly above the graph of 3 to the x on our continuum of graphs. Now, in the beginning, we also looked at some graphs that went down from left to right when the base was less than 1. That's what happened. But all four of these graphs have bases greater than 1, so the one with the smallest base is first on the bottom, and then as you go up, they just one, one is above the other depending on how much bigger the base is. Where would 10 to the x be? 10 to the x would be very steep above this green pi to the x, wouldn't it? I don't know if you can see this one very well. Pi to the x is just above the red graph of 3 to the x. So this is a summary of the number e, the transcendental number e, and its function, its corresponding exponential function, e to the x. We could also do the same kinds of transformations that we do with other functions. Shift it to the right, to the left, up, down, flip it over as we did in our last example. Um, and it's, it acts like any other function would with transformations. So you might ex, um, experience some of that on the homework. Just try to remember that it's, it's no different from any other exponential function you've been working with. It's just that the base, we can't really name all of its decimal places exactly, so we just call it e. Just like pi, we call pi unless we have to work with it, and then we'll cut it off at 3.14 or 3.15, or whatever your favorite stopping point is.